Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse who oddly enough has no kids, yet a huge passion for informing and empowering women on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me every week as we dive in to all things prenatal, postnatal, birth, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of What The Bump. I feel like I have not talked to you guys solo on a podcast in... I don't know. It just feels like it's been a really long time. It probably hasn't been, but it feels that way for me. So I'm really excited about today's episode. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter of an episode, a pretty quick topic that we're going to cover, but we are just going to talk about membrane sweeping or membrane stripping is another thing that people call it. But membrane sweeping is done at the end of pregnancy. Usually some providers will do it, I believe, around 40 weeks, but we're going to talk more so about that like 41, 42 week mark. So you've already gone past your due date and membrane sweeping can be done in the office at a routine office visit during a vaginal exam. Membrane sweeping is used to stimulate the cervix to help induce labor. So that's kind of why we're going to talk about it in the context of like 41, 42 weeks of pregnancy because you've already gone past your due date and you're probably facing a medical induction. So membrane sweeping is something that can be done to help induce labor, stimulate the cervix, reduce some prostaglandins and get things going. So what is membrane sweeping? What exactly is being done during membrane sweeping? And it's just as it sounds, if you think about it, it's during a vaginal exam, your provider, let's say they're just checking your cervix, which is what a vaginal exam is. They will, instead of just checking your cervix, they'll actually insert one finger into your cervix, one or two, and they will kind of sweep around the cervix in a circular motion, trying to separate your amniotic sac from your uterine lining. And like I said, they will insert one or two fingers. So this means that your cervix must be somewhat semi-dilated. This cannot be done on a closed cervix, which definitely can stink because sometimes if it's your first baby, your cervix will be closed. And usually then if a membrane soup cannot be performed to help induce labor, Sometimes you do have to face a medical induction, but that is how a membrane sweep is actually done. Now, most doctors will ask permission and tell you and explain this to you before they do this. They should do that at least, but there are definitely some providers who consider this routine during a vaginal exam and they won't inform you prior. So just be aware of that. If a membrane sweep is something that you do or don't want that you let your provider know, because like I said, some will do it and consider it just a routine part of a vaginal exam, sweeping the membranes, and it'll just feel like an extremely painful vaginal exam. And that's actually what they are doing. So like I said, membrane sweeping helps to separate that amniotic sac from the uterine lining. And it also releases hormones called prostaglandins, which can help ripen the cervix and also act in a way that will induce labor. Here is a two studies really that I pulled just about the evidence of membrane sweeping and labor induction. And of course, these will be linked in the show notes. And there will also be a blog post correlating to this podcast that will have all the sources and everything basically that I'm saying typed out. I side note, I have not been doing very good at my website or my blog and I'm trying to catch back up. So I am publishing and posting all the old podcasts that I have already recorded and posted on Spotify and um, Apple podcasts and everything, but I'm actually going back now and publishing them in blog posts. So that way you guys have more resources at your fingertips. But this study talks about sweeping of membranes performed as a general policy in women who are at term, so 40 weeks, and it was associated in 
with reduction of duration of pregnancy and reduction of frequency of pregnancy continuing beyond 41 weeks. So this basically saying that woman who had membrane sweeps performed, their pregnancy was a little bit shorter and it reduced the chances of them going beyond 41 weeks. There was a, another study that looked at women who underwent membrane sweeping. I believe this one was around 41 and 42 weeks and those who did not. And 90% of the women who had membrane sweeping went into spontaneous labor without needing an induction. And only 75% of women who did not get the membrane sweeping went in to spontaneous labor. So there definitely is evidence that membrane sweeping can shorten your labor, can actually induce labor. However, like I said, you have to be a couple centimeters dilated and there are definitely pros and cons to membrane sweeping. So let's talk about the pros. Pros to membrane sweeping. Of course, it is simple. It's low cost and it is a fairly quick procedure. You don't have to go to the hospital to have this happen. You don't have to, you know, stay the night in the hospital. You don't have to have prolonged monitoring done or anything like that. So it is very simple. It's very quick. Um, and you know, it's, it's low cost. Another pro of membrane sweeping, of course, why we're doing it in the first place is that membrane sweeping can induce labor. And that is the goal. If we are doing membrane sweeping at 41 or 42 weeks, of course, there is strong evidence supporting that pregnancies going beyond this mark can have complications and a lot of increased risks. So we want, we want to induce labor. We want to have a baby. So that is a huge pro of membrane sweeping. And I would say the main pro is that it can help induce labor hand in hand with this, of course, inducing labor decreasing the length of a pregnancy when done at 41 weeks and can help prevent a full-on medical induction. Those are definitely pros. I know a lot of people who have had medical inductions. They are very necessary in many situations, but I will say most people probably prefer to avoid a full-on medical induction because they can be very lengthy and they can just take, honestly, the biggest thing, they can just take a lot of time and it can be exhausting. So avoiding that is great. And another pro of membrane sweeping is it has been shown, and this correlates a lot to the Bishop score. And your Bishop score is basically how we rate your cervix. You know, if it's favorable for labor or induction, or if it's not. So a lot of the length of labor has to do more so with the Bishop score, but there are some studies that say that membrane sweeping can actually decrease the overall length of somebody's labor. So that's definitely another pro of membrane sweeping. Now let's jump into some cons. Some cons of membrane sweeping, I mentioned this earlier, it cannot be done if your cervix is closed. You must be around one centimeter dilated. Now, this is in general, this doesn't vary for anybody. You, you, There's no way to get a finger into a cervix and try to separate those membranes if your cervix is closed. And this can be a huge con for a lot of primips or for a lot of first time pregnancies, first time moms, because not always, but a lot of times your cervix has never dilated before. So the chances of it still being closed, thick, high, and tight at, you know, 40, 41, 42 weeks, you know, there is a greater chance. And if it is, then unfortunately membrane sweeping cannot be done as a quick, simple way to try to get labor going, you more so are going to be looking at other ways and you actually can go back and listen to my podcast, how to induce labor naturally, but there are other ways to try to induce labor naturally if a membrane sweep is not in your future because your cervix is closed. And of course, the con of that, if your cervix is still closed and you can't induce labor, you are looking at a medical induction. 
Another con is that women, and I'm sure everybody's thinking this right now, a lot of women report that membrane sweeping is very painful. I personally have never had a membrane sweep done, so I cannot tell you you know, what it feels like from my own personal experience. But I would say that a lot of my patients who have had membrane sweeps done or even cervical exams for that matter will agree that it is painful. And I did read, I didn't cite this study, um, so I, I don't know how reliable it is, but I did as I was just researching for this podcast, see a study that said on average women rated it a seven out of 10 as far as pain goes on a membrane sweep. So that seems pretty high to me, but like I said, I've never had one done, so I can't exactly report what I thought, but I'm sure some people don't think it hurts at all. And some people think it is very painful. Another con of a membrane sweep is that it can cause slight bleeding or spotting afterwards. And when I say slight, I'm, or when I talk about bleeding in general, after a membrane sweep, I'm not talking like bleeding to where you need to like wear a pad or anything. If that ever happens, you need to call your provider right away. Even if you bleed a little bit afterwards and you're concerned call them, but it can cause some slight bleeding and spotting afterwards, which is normal because it, I mean, it's a little bit aggressive. They, they are putting a finger into your cervix and they are really sweeping around in a circular motion and it can just cause a little bit of damage and irritation to the cervix and to the tissue in the surrounding area. So bleeding and spotting, slight bleeding and spotting can happen after a membrane sweep. Another con, and really the last con I have of a membrane sweep, is that there is a small risk for rupture of membranes or for your water to break during a membrane sweep. And... Uh, I don't even know if I would necessarily say that that's bad as a, now that I'm actually reading this and thinking about it because if your water breaks, well, hopefully that will help induce labor even more. But then again, if your water breaks and your body is not ready and it things just don't pick up, then you can be in a little bit of a hard spot because then it's like you, you're not necessarily on the clock, but like your water's broke. So we, we do have to proactively move towards delivery and getting you into labor. So there's a very small risk of rupture of membranes for your water to break during a membrane sweep just because there's a finger in your vagina and in your cervix and trying to separate that membrane and your uterine lining. So sometimes, you know, if your provider is maybe a little bit aggressive, if that bag's a little bit weak, or, you know, if the stars align and just while they're sweeping the membranes, your water bag happens to get snagged or to break, there's a small risk for that. And again, I did not cite this study because I did not think it was extremely reliable, but I did read that there is a one out of 10 chance for your water to break during a membrane sweep. I personally feel like it's a lot less than that. I, I mean, I've never really heard of women having their water broken accidentally during a membrane sweep, but just something to keep in mind, just something to ask your provider about prior to consenting for a membrane sweep. And like I said earlier, hopefully anytime a membrane sweep is done, it is by your consent. You always have a choice. You always have an option. You can ask all the questions you want, pros, cons, risks, benefits to your provider before consenting in any procedure, especially when it comes to something that is during your pregnancy and involves you and your onborn baby. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, learning about the pros and cons of membrane sweeping and what exactly it is. And I hope it can prepare you a little bit for your future pregnancies or your current pregnancy. If you encounter a time where you are asked if you want your membrane sweeped. And like I said earlier in the podcast, I am working on getting my blog back up and posting old podcasts on it to give you just written resources and everything basically that I talk about in the podcast written out. So this podcast will also be posted and there will also be show notes for this podcast, including the sources that I used and the studies that I talked about. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast and I will see you in the next episode. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Bump. Make sure you follow us over on Instagram at What the Bump Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And make sure you tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. There is a new episode. I really appreciate you for listening. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. And I hope you have a great day.